Hey, hey, Emily Abadi here, coming to you from my hotel room in Chamonix in France. I have been here all week for UTMB, which stands for the Ultra Trail du Mont Blanc. It's a single stage mountain ultra marathon. And no, I am not here to run it. I was invited to come out by the good people at Strava, and we have had ourselves quite a time. Aside from doing all of the touristy things like eating baguettes and raclette and fondue and gelato, aka just eating my way through this adorable little town, I also went paragliding yesterday, which was absolutely phenomenal. A huge thank you to my friends that work at Hoka for inviting me to come and do that. And I also went on a very technical, they called it a trail run, but I would beg to differ. I would say it was certainly a hike. We went on a really beautiful trail run slash hike this morning in which I was actually like (laughs) hiking up the mountain aside next to Michael Horvath, who is the CEO and co-founder of Strava. It was me and him tag teaming our way up there. It was super challenging. And that's exactly what I want to talk about for 5-Minute Friday this week. There were so many times during the hike on Thursday that I just felt so like what am I doing here? I looked around me and it seemed as though everyone else was very comfortable almost as though hiking is clearly a part of their regular routine. Now, it's not so surprising. I would think that you know me pretty well by now for listening to the show. I am not an avid hiker and I went out onto these trails literally thinking we were going to do like a trail run. Well, no. I mean, we gained over, I think it was 1300 feet of elevation, which some people listening to this might be like, oh, that's not too bad. It felt like summiting Everest to me. And literally at times, like scaling rocks with holds that had been put there by hikers before us and really, really challenging. Uh, At times, I looked around me and I was like, I need to be the person that like steps off to the side so that someone else who may be more well-versed in this type of terrain, if they want to like move a little bit faster than me, I should let them go by. So we're on the descent. So we made it to the top. We stopped at this beautiful lake and we're on our way down. And I noticed that the guide who I am following, he is kind of running down this like winding path, which is super rocky. And for me, as I'm trying to make sure that I'm taking care of my feet, my prime goal right now is to make it to the starting line of my marathon in October. I didn't want to be too risky. So I was just trying to move a little cautiously. And I noticed that he was moving at a faster clip than I. So I went to go step to the side and I turned back and there were two women coming up behind me. And I said, hey, if you want to go ahead, I'm just going to take a second. And she said to me, one of them, she said, well, are you taking a second because you feel like you're not going fast enough? Because if that's the case, you are doing just fine. Keep going at your own pace. She continued on and said, I have felt that way before. I can totally relate. I really needed that because That's exactly why I was pulling off to the side. I felt as though I was holding others back and I didn't want to be that person. And it made me think about how often like that was the story that I was telling myself. The story that I was telling myself was that I was inconveniencing everyone around me. 
But the reality was is that no one was paying attention to how I was making my way down the mountain. And I wasn't inconveniencing anyone around me. But it's a prime example of me being my own biggest critic and me assuming that because I'm not a veteran, because this isn't something I'm doing frequently, that I'm not doing it good enough. It was a reminder for me that whatever you have to give any certain task in the moment, that is good enough. And that showing up within itself was a victory to begin with. And so I did it. I climbed the mountain. I summited the mountain and I made it way back down. And I had an Aperol spritz, which tasted extra delicious. And that was that. And I felt really accomplished and really proud of myself. It is so easy to be your own biggest critic, but don't let that little voice in your head prevent you from doing things at your own pace, going after your potential on your own timeline. And maybe most importantly, don't be afraid to be a beginner because really you only get to be a beginner once and everyone around you is a beginner at something. So maybe my prompt for you this week, in fact, this is it, what is something that you have wanted to begin. Maybe it's a new hobby, a new activity, and maybe that little voice is the thing that's holding you back. What is something that you want to begin, and maybe that little voice has been the thing that's holding you back, and now is your opportunity to say, shh, not now. (laughs) All right, all right. Now, a listener question. Hi, Emily. I've heard you mention on the podcast a couple times that you're working with a life coach, and I was wondering if you would be willing to talk a little bit more about it. How did you decide that you wanted to work with a life coach? How did you find your life coach? What qualifications did you look for? And just what your overall experience of life coaching has been like. Um, I know you've seen a therapist in the past, so I'm curious to know how it compares to therapy and what advice you'd give to someone if they're wondering whether they should find a therapist or find a life coach. Um, Anything you'd be willing to share about the experience would be really appreciated. Thanks so much. Love the podcast. Hey, hey, good question. I I have been getting many messages and a few emails about this, in fact. So I'm happy to uh, differentiate between a life coach and a therapist properly here. So the biggest difference between therapy and life coaching is really the focus of the work. Therapy focuses on mental health and emotional healing. So you're probably going to talk a lot about things that have happened in the past and traumas and how those impact the way that you go about your life right now. Whereas life coaching is really, really homed in on setting and achieving goals. I found my life coach through a referral from a good friend, and I am super satisfied with the work that we've been doing. I do feel as a goal-oriented individual that this really ties together uh, the emotional and mental support that I'm looking for while also helping me think ahead and focus on the goals that I am after. A really big focus for me when I started seeing my life coach, and this is something I hear often, is that I wanted to get unstuck in some of the different aspects of my life, both personally and professionally. And so working with her has really helped me to do that, has really helped me get out of my own way in pursuit of the things that excite me and light my soul on fire a little bit. 
Typically speaking, therapy often doesn't have a set end date, so it's not a time-limited process, whereas a lot of coaching clients work with a life coach for a certain duration of time to work on a specific goal. Again, to reiterate kind of the point of life coaching. Coaching really focuses on improving the here and now, let's say it. So the goal in coaching, as opposed to therapy, isn't really to go back and address it or heal it or change it. Instead, some past things are just referenced in relation to what you are trying to implement moving forward. Lastly, on what to look for in a life coach is that if that is something that you are interested in, there are so many different educational avenues that one can go down to pursue working as a life coach. There's no one governing body that says this is a good certification, this isn't a good certification. I really liked that the individual that I work with went through the IPEC program, which is one I've mentioned here before. It is the one that I am currently enrolled in myself at the moment. It wasn't and is not a I'm going to go take a course for a weekend and suddenly I'm a life coach thing. It's actually, you know, between seven and eight months of coaching work involving tons and tons of hours of practice and schooling. And that makes me comfortable knowing that I am working with an individual who has that next level skill set and has really put in the time and effort to understand how to help others level up to their own potential. And so, Aside from checking into what credentials they may have and where they studied or learned their skill set, I also would just say that uh, – the right fit for you is really going to be also based on personality. So find someone that makes you feel comfortable, that makes you feel empowered, and that makes you feel as though you are ready to tackle the things that are ahead of you. I think that's it for this week. Another hurdle conquered. I'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>